Generation Mix. This is the podcast where a father and a son review the CD that dad's been making for the son for the last five years or so. I'm the dad, I'm Neil. I'm the son, I'm Joel. And today, if you picked up on our musical clue, then you will know we are listening to the music of... Take That. Take That were a band that came out in the 1990s. Then they split up after Robbie Williams left. And then they suddenly had a comeback in 2006 as a four-piece. And they were releasing some really, really good music. Now, when I made this CD, you already owned, and still own, a Take That Greatest Hits, didn't you? Uh, I think so. So this was from their 90s period. That said, I couldn't not include at least a couple from that amazing run of singles that they had in the 90s. And the CD kicks off with a absolute classic from the album Nobody Else, which was their third album, It Never Forget. It's a great song, isn't it? Yeah. Made number one in 95, I think. And then again, it was listed as part of a, a medley that reached number one with Peter Kay's all-star animated band. So this song's kind of appeared at the number one spot twice. It's a really, really strong song, written by Gary Barlow, who was already starting to be recognised at this point as an actually really quite a good songwriter. So like I said, they split up in 1996 after the release of a cover version, which was How Deep Is Your Love, which was originally by the Bee Gees. And then they came back in 2006. And the majority of this CD will come from that post-2006 period. So never forget reached number one. And so did the next song we're going to listen to from the Beautiful World album. It's Shine. Trying to figure it out. It's a great single. It, it's surprising just how good their their singles both were and are. I mean, I, I, I must admit, when they were originally successful in the 90s, I couldn't stand them. Mm. They were everything I disliked about music. They were viewed as being manufactured. Their early stuff is, I must admit, not very good, but their later stuff got better, and then this was amazing. Beautiful World is a really, really fine album. At the time I made this CD, their most recent album was called Wonderland. 
And both this and the preceding album, Three, only featured three members. So when they came back in 2006, there was four members. It was Gary Barlow, Mark Owen, Jason Orange and Howard Donald. For the albums Wonderland and Three, there were only three members. Jason Orange had left by this point. And from Wonderland, I picked the big single from that, which is Giants. a bad start then three songs on the bounce that you really liked normally when we go through these cds we listen to the tracks and then comment on them and these first three tracks you hadn't had to listen to because joel you know them really well don't you yeah i really like them this is the first track that uh you don't seem to know as well maybe mm. it reflects how far you get into a cd before you lose interest and walk off and go and do something else it's from the album that i mentioned earlier that was their first is a three piece and it's called Letting the Sun. It's your chance now to stand up and fight. Take the next step now a day at a time. Open up, open up. Everybody's waiting from high above. Feel the love. Open up your windows. Let in the sun. mind that one definitely wasn't my favorite so far your least favorite i would say based on the fact you like the other three quite a lot no i'd say shine's probably my least favorite so far what shine yeah. is brilliant it is but actually can i take back what i said you can <laughs> what do you want to take back uh <laughs> what are you basically now want yeah, to agree with it me? is my least favorite one so far uh, yeah their second album after their return was The Circus, which over time I think I've come to appreciate as being better, potentially, than the really quite successful and enjoyable Beautiful World. And this is How Did It Come To This? Just the other day somebody said to me, hey, maybe you're just slightly schizophrenic and a little out of reach, my friend. I said, yes, that's partly true, but jokes aside, I can't explain. It's just my way of keeping track with living on this planet. Now then, have you turned on your TV? Have you seen reality? Have you found the program that you've spent your whole life looking for? There's a girl in Camden Town, indecision makes a frown. Which dress would she wear today? And which way should she smile at me? How did it come to I don't know about that one. That one. What do you mean you don't know about it? I don't 
like it. Okay, well, I like the fact that it's almost like a patter song. The, mm. the, the delivery of the lyrics is quite fast and relentless. And a patter song is something like, um, I am the very model of a modern major general. Of information, mm. vegetable, animal, and mineral. Or indeed, the Elements song by Tom Lehrer, which is absolutely brilliant. And it's a little bit of that in it. I quite like the the melody. What I wasn't that keen on is I didn't think the vocals were that good. The actual sung tone of the person's voice. Just discovered that that song was about another person that you've heard of, but whose album you don't particularly like. Mm. Amy Winehouse. The line about saw a girl in Camden Town. She came from Camden. Let's return for the second time to... Beautiful World, the big comeback album for the track like I Never Loved You At All. I think this might be our first battle. So, our first ballad, what did you think of it? I didn't love it. I was surpri not surprised that you just said that. Yeah. You have this thing against some of the ballads that we, we have on these sessions. And that was, although, although all of the stuff they released since 2006 was credited to each of the members of the band at the time... That has got the indelible stamp of a Gary Barlow song all over it. Based on the stuff I know from his solo career. I like it. I wouldn't have put it on if I didn't like it. I think it's a really fine, very Gary Barlow-ish ballad. But mm. you prefer the upbeat stuff, don't you, generally? Yeah. So the next one is... It's from the circus, and it's Up All Night. Like the chorus of that one. The chorus is phenomenally good on that. Mm. It's brilliant. Gary Barlow released a solo album in 2020 that was of swing music, swing and big band style stuff that he'd written. That had got a swing big band feel in that chorus and the horn section in it, and it's just really joyful chorus. But I understand why you don't like the verses. Mm. They're kind of like acoustic shuffle, but 
The chorus is worth the entry fee, isn't it? Yeah. It's really good. Something happened in 2010 that nobody expected. Robbie Williams left Take That in 95 in, let's say, acrimonious circumstances. And shortly afterwards, the remaining four members of the band split. Then there was wars of words between Barlow and Williams, mostly coming from Robbie Williams. Robbie Williams had a hugely successful solo career. And in 2010, the unthinkable happened and Robbie Williams rejoined his former bandmates and Take That were a five-piece again. It only lasted one album. He left after that album, but he left on good terms and they were properly friends. He just did the album and, he's, and they, I think they all knew that was going to be it. The album that was released was Progress, they followed it up with an EP, which they then packaged with it, called Progressed. This is from Progressed, and it's When We Were Young. We were drawn to whoever could keep us together And bow by the heavens above And we tried to survive Traveling at the speed of love Whoa. like the song? Yeah. Well, you've got comments, haven't you? I do have comments. About the introduction of the song. There's an intro- there's a, a small riff in the introduction that goes do 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 or something like that. Right. And Gary Barlow either reused oh, or he reused stole. He'll have reused it. That riff for that to then use in Sing later on. The next track is from the circus again i think it's our third pick already as i said i think i really quite like the circus album this was the lead single and it smashed into the charts at number one it's greatest day today this could be the greatest day of our lives before it all ends before we Stay close to me Stay close to me Watch the world come alive tonight Stay close to me Tonight this could be This might be my favourite so far Really? Possibly, I don't know for me, it's a toss-up at the moment between Never Forget and Shine. I front-loaded this one. I think it'd probably be one. Never Forget or Giants. Giants or this for me. It's a great song, The Greatest Day. I tell you what, he, as much as I disliked them in the 90s, I have to admit, Gary Barlow and the rest of Take That Together with him, they can really write some great pop songs. And this is a great pop song. Their comeback was sealed by a great pop song as well. 2006... And again, Beautiful World, but the lead single 
Again, smashed straight in at number one. Their big comeback single, it's Patience. going it was pretty amazing. well this cd it wasn't amazing but i did quite like that one i think i first heard it on strictly mm. come dancing when they played live and i was astonished and actually it has probably contributed to the fact that i now like take that it's because of patience the next track is from their first as a three piece that came about because after progressed williams left a second time and then rather unexpectedly so did jason orange leaving them with Howard Donald, Gary Barlow and Mark Owen. From that album, three is These Days. Only quite? Only quite. Decent track. It's not actually anything particularly special. I was trying to include some wider coverage of their later career. The next track is probably the one that I know the least. And so although you've got a Take That Greatest Hits, what I've picked from it is from that. And it's called Today I've Lost You. And it's from the Never Forget Greatest Hits compilation that came out just before the release of Beautiful World. From talking to fighting, I didn't deny it, to finally saying goodbye. your least favourite so far? Probably, yeah. Well, I, I, like I say, it's probably the song I know the least, but when I hear it, I like it. It reminds me that I like it. This was apparently written as the follow-up to the single Back For Good, which was 
one of their most successful singles, but got shelved and didn't get used, but was finally recorded in 2005, which I suppose was kind of the hint that they might be coming back. And of course they did a year later. Mm. I like Today I've Lost You. It's not my favourite either, but does suggest that without the turmoil that kind of led to the band breaking up, that maybe they'd got a strong future still in the original incarnation to take that. Let's go back for the fourth track that I've picked from the album The Circus. Like I said, I really like it. This one I think is brilliant. I'll be a bit cross if you don't like it. This is Hold Up A Light. I didn't love it. Okay. Despite the fact that I said I'd be cross if you didn't like it, it's not as good as I remember it being. I think the chorus is great. I did really like the chorus. I didn't like the vocals in the verses, though. So that's a Marco in lead vocal. We've had a few of those. He sang the lead on Shine. He sang the lead on this. I think there was another song in there. I am not a huge fan of Marco in vocals most of the time either. I don't think I like Hold Up A Light as much as I thought I did before we listened to it. Yeah. But a song I know I do like, this reached number two, and I think this should have got to number one. This was the big Robbie's Back single from Progress. This is quite possibly, this might well be my favourite on the entire CD, it's The Flood. We will meet you where the lights are The defender the faith we are when the thunder turns around they'll run so hard we'll tear the ground away Now, that I still think is absolutely phenomenal song. Did it not remind you of anything in its style and, and, and feel? I think it did, yeah. It but reminds me... I can't, I can't me, think of what it is. What it reminds me of, not the singing, not necessarily even the melody, but the feel of the song reminds me of two things. One is Queen. No, no, I can't And the that. second is a song by Jim Steinman. It sounds like the kind of thing that would be done by... Meatloaf or Bonnie Tyler, it's, I think it's an epic song, which makes me think of Jim Steinman. And I only found out last year when Jim Steinman died, he produced Never Forget, the single 
that we listened to right at the start of this CD. So that they, they were familiar with the work of Steinman. So it doesn't surprise me that a song like The Flood has got his style wrapped into it. So I, I think The Flood's fantastic. By contrast, something that is the complete opposite of Epic, in that it's very understated, is the next track, which is the final track of the album Beautiful World. It's called Wooden Boat, and I think this is really delicate. Only was last week I learned to drive I stole my mother's keys and drove all night Christy never showed it's 4am I started up mum's car, drove home again Sometimes we don't know what we're waiting for That's the time to be the first one on the dance floor We go from green to blue to gold to black I didn't love that one at all. I don't particularly like it at all. But you like acoustic songs. You like things like Blackbird, and you like the I acoustic do like songs acoustic songs from McCartney just, that you listen to. I found that one a bit boring. So this the song has got a beautiful, aching narrative to it that kind of really suits it. So it talks about his the love of his life, Christine but she died at the end of the thing and he'd love to be back at the point at the start of their relationship. It's really quite a mature song, which came as a bit of a surprise, really, for something like Take That at the time. But you didn't like it very much. Mm, no. So you need another banging tune, don't you? Yeah. Let's go back to three for Get Ready For It. Get ready for it. Well, get ready for it. Yeah. I think this is the worst one on here. No, I liked it. It was... I, I just really don't know why I put it on here, but you clearly liked it, so I must have got something right. Yeah, I did quite like You're that. not going to tell me it was your favourite, though, are you? No. Oh, for heaven's sake. Thank heaven <laughs> for that. Let's return to the fifth and final time to the circus for what was the third track, and I think this was the second single from it. This is Hello. It's proven to me, listening to this, that The Circus really is my favourite Take That album. Right. Because I think that was superb. It had Mark Owen's vocals again. And this time I think they really suit the song. Returning to the Progressed EP, 
that was packaged up with the Progress album for the track Love Love. Like it, did like, you? I, I can see it in your face. I didn't hate it. I didn't dislike it. I just, I. That was it. so early 80s synth pop. Really, really strong vibes of that. That was released as a single, you know, from the progressed uh, EP. I didn't particularly like it very much either. The last two tracks, though, are ones that I know you're really fond of. And indeed, we've covered one of them before, haven't we? Yeah, we have. So we did a movie songs CD back in season one of the podcast. And this song I included on the movie songs, I didn't realise or at least remember that I'd included it. So when I did the take that one, I included it again. It's Rule the World from the Stardust soundtrack. In fact, you were railing about this just last weekend on my YouTube channel because this song is in your top 100, isn't it? Correct. And you were saying how much you hate the film but love the song. Yeah. If you want to go back to the episode on movie songs, you can hear exactly what you thought of Rule the World the first time around, but he really likes it is basically what we need to do. And I guess because it's in your top 100, it's your favourite one on the CD. Or is there another so. take that one I can't in your top remember, Oh, but I think so. Final track returns us to the pre-breakup era of the early 90s. And it's the huge hit single, Back for Good. It wasn't good, no, no. But in a corner of my mind Celebrated glory, but that was not to be. In the twist of separation, you excelled at being free. Can't you find you a little room inside for me? Sing it, you'll be right and understood. Don't you 
back for good. There's one word different from a song I know much better by One Direction, which is back for you. Right. I'll be coming back for you, back for you, back for you. For that you. sounds awful. No, but I know it much better because it's from my favourite One Direction album. Um, yes, he has a favourite One Direction album. Which folks. I used to listen to like every week. Yeah. I don't anymore. Can't believe we're having this discussion. Although it's it's relevant, having a discussion about One Direction about Take That because... They're both boy bands. Manufactured boy bands. Manufactured boy bands? Yeah. What does that mean? They were thrown together to be a boy band hit single. They didn't naturally form. Oh. They didn't know each other before they were thrown together in a band and neither did One Direction. They were made by The X Factor. Yeah. By Simon Cowell. What do you think of Back For Good? I like the song. I prefer the One Direction song. I think it's a timeless song. Back For Good is probably their signature song, even to the point that when Robbie Williams had left Take That under those acrimonious circumstances and was performing live and really started to take off as a solo artist, he still sang Back For Good on stage and I've seen him perform it live. Well, that concludes our run-through of Take That. Have you enjoyed this one? Yeah. Is this one of your more favoured CDs in the set? Probably, yeah. So, given how much you've actually enjoyed it, what am I getting in? Jaws Revenge. Well, I don't know if you will like it. I hope you'll like it. Because A, it's by Brit. It's by Brit. Yeah. And also, I love this song. I love this song so much. I Mild spoilers for my top 100 but it is coming okay and quite well, distant yeah. future okay uh it is pompeii by bastille i don't think i've heard anything by bastille so mm. but i have heard of bastille so yeah hit me and the walls kept tumbling down in the city that we love great clouds all over the Please say you liked it. Please say you liked it. It's all right. Okay. But I tell you, I don't particularly like his vocals. I quite like them because they are different. What I don't like about his vocals is the the way it sounds like his pronunciation is almost an affected pronunciation. That has become very, very received pronunciation style. Very English-toned sounding in the way that he speaks. But he mm. turns that into vocal. Now, on the other hand, it's good that he's not trying to sound like a yank, which is what most singers do. But I don't know whether it didn't feel like that was his natural singing voice to me. I could be wrong. Maybe that's how he naturally sings, in which case I take every word back. But it felt mm. overly pronounced to me. Mm. Yeah, the reason I think it's... Like I like the singing style because it's different. Is because most of the singing nowadays is either very heavily auto tuned. True. So it all sounds the same, or 
very like deep rap. Oh yeah, like this. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't not listen to that. Is what I'm saying. I think the song is fine, and maybe if they release some new stuff in the next year or so, I'll probably end up listening to it because of what I do for my podcast for my um because of what I do for my YouTube channel. They have. I'm pretty sure they released a single earlier this year. In 2022. I, no, speaking heard, of which, there are I two... I heard it in Poundland. Speaking of which, there are two new Muse singles out. So I think we're going to get a new Muse album this year. Possibly. And we can do it I hope it's better it. than the last few. <laughs> we, can do it on the bonus, we can do it for the bonus album. We could. So that concludes this episode. For everyone who listens to this, thank you so much. We appreciate all of you. We've got listeners literally around the globe. We've really? got... I, I've seen the stats on the on the Podbean website who host this, that we've got people in America and Canada and there's been one or two from Australia. So if you're listening to this, thank you so much. The best thing you can do for us is tell somebody about it. Tell yeah. someone else about the podcast. Maybe suggest, if they're not looking, take their phone, subscribe them to the podcast would be great. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we shouldn't be um, advertising robbery. I've got a YouTube channel I've already mentioned called Pock and Rop. I have a channel called Fox Eating Nintendo. And what's more, you've been guesting with me on a fortnightly basis on my YouTube channel where we're doing our top 100 songs of all time. We've done the first two videos. If you want to go and watch those, please do. We'll be back in about a fortnight's time with our next episode. We will then be halfway through this current season. And listen out for the usual musical clue as to what we're going to be covering. But until then, this is Pocker Rock signing off. Bye. Bye.